Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to another Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Diana O'Carroll. This week's question is all about the carbon footprint in our cave systems. Hello, my name is Evgeny Padolsky. I'm doing my PhD in Japan. Recently, after spending a few days underground in a cave, I became anxious about the following question. As I know, soluble rocks like limestone are soluble in a water containing CO2 which comes from the atmosphere. This takes about 30 centimeters of rock every two millenniums. But if we take into account the present high amount of CO2 in the air, can we claim that nowadays caves are growing much faster than ever before in history? Thank you. How does excess carbon make bigger holes in the ground? Here's our first expert to explain. My name's Jan Zelishevich. I'm a geologist at the University of Leicester. Uh, I work on Earth history. Carbon dioxide in the atmosphere dissolves in rainwater and produces uh, a weak acid, carbonic acid. This weak acid reacts with rocks and other materials and can basically dissolve them. So it will take limestone, it will even take um, some of the unstable minerals in, in granites and, and basalts and such like, and will dissolve and uh, neutralizing itself in the process. So one of the things that uh, it will do, if you have more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, as we have now, then the level of acid in the rain therefore becomes higher, uh, and therefore amounts and rates of, of this dissolution process will become greater, and in fact are, are currently becoming greater. So the CO2 that dissolves caves comes from the soil. Is this soil CO2 level affected by the CO2 level in the air? My name is Dave Matty. I'm Professor of Isotope Geology in the Department of Earth Science at Royal Holloway. And in answer to the question, caves are certainly formed by solution of limestone by carbonic acid, but it's not really the level of CO2 in the atmosphere that does the damage that causes the uh, water to be acid enough to form caves. The atmosphere at the present time contains about 390 ppm of carbon dioxide, which is about 0.03%, which will dissolve in rain to form a very weak solution of carbonic acid. And the, but this will only slowly dissolve limestone, but not at a sufficiently fast rate to form very large cavities or caves. What forms very large caves um, is the fact that they're covered by a layer of soil and it's the formation of carbon dioxide in the soil which can grow to quite large concentrations, sometimes up to um, maybe 1% or up to 4 or 5% sometimes in the more humid parts, parts of the world. And when rainfall falls through this very carbon dioxide-rich soil zone, it forms a very strong solution of carbonic acid. And it's this very strong carbonic acid that can um, form cave cavities um, in limestone much more quickly over a period of um, tens to hundreds of thousands of years. So any change in the carbon dioxide level of the atmosphere, and we're currently at 390 ppm, and the models predict it might go up to um, perhaps 420, 430, even 450 in the next 50 years or so, this change doesn't have any impact really on the formation of caves. One other thing is that one of the outcomes of rising atmospheric CO2 levels is that it may affect the um, productivity of plants. So there may be an indirect link between rising CO2 levels and the formation of caves because if the uh, plant and forest canopy become more vigorous, then the soil might be expected to produce more CO2, so the caves might conceivably begin to grow a bit faster. There's a possibility more carbon dioxide in the air can affect cave growth, but the process is just too slow to measure at the moment.
Stephen from Devon Cast Research also made this point and emphasised that it is easier to measure changes in corals that are submerged in the increasingly acidic water. Rade, on our forum, hoped that leaving their calcified kettle in the CO2-rich air might help clean it, but it looks like you'd need a good deal of acid rain for that to work. If you're in a soft water area, it's likely you wash your hair in slightly acidic water. But what if you don't wash it at all? Hey, this is Jay Rizal from uh, Boone, North Carolina. And um, I was wondering if not cutting your hair and or washing it makes it grow any slower. And continuing on our watery theme, the following week we'll be exploring the ever-changing shorelines. My name's Roy Lightning, and I've got a question about the tide times. I often do a lot of walking, so I like to know when the tide is right out, because I like to walk out as far as I possibly can. But when I was looking at the tide times, I thought, how do they get it so accurate? It says something like, Wells Bar, low tide, 1402. The question was, really, how do they get it accurate like that? And who needs it that accurate? Because I certainly don't. So what affects hair growth and why do we keep such accurate tide tables? Send your answers and new questions to questionoftheweek at thenakedscientist.com or put them on our forum. That's thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com.